us in the back of the truck and stuff. We had drunk a few brews, smoked some weed, and we was on the way home, you know. And he and uh he got off on make the left on 65th on Brooklyn, I mean on Broadway, going down to the wreck. When we was going down to the wreck, we see two cruisers, police cruisers out there. Uh, and, uh, and it was three three people. One, two men and a civilian, I mean, and a lady. Two men and a lady. And when they seen us, their whole face changed. They ran to the car and they jumped in the car. I was like, man, we about to get pulled over, you know what I'm saying? You know, so the night was going well. So hold on. Mm -hmm. So basically, you guys were driving? We was driving in the truck. We was in the back of it. The same truck that's right here on this cover. That's the same truck. Oh, the same exact truck on the cover? Yeah, that's the same original truck. And when you say their whole facial expressions changed, man. did their smile, was it a good change? Was there anything yeah, sinister it about it? Like, it was like, there they go. Hi, this is Robert Wood with the Keep It Dango podcast. I'm here today with Cedric D. Gregory, the author of the book Back of the Truck. Cedric D. Gregory was born and raised in San Diego. So, with no further ado, I'm going to let him tell you about himself. Cedric, let them know about you just a little bit. But before you do, say, what's up, San Diego? What's up, San Diego? How y'all doing out there, man? Uh, you know, I was born and raised in San Diego, California. Uh, I grew up in Emerald Hills from the first grade to now. <laughs> 46 years we lived in the same house, you know. Uh, I started writing, like, say, 10 years ago. You know, I've been writing and get, trying to get myself together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I uh, just came up with my book, 1985, The Back of the Truck. You know, it's, it's a good book telling you about my life, how we went through high school. So this is your book, mm -hmm. you wrote this book. But before we get into the book, because people in Dago want to know, are you really from Dago? Hmm. Are you an imposter? You know, if you've only been here a few years, <laughs> what's going on with you, how you've been interjected into the industry? So they want to know a little bit about you. Okay. And so you have some history from San Diego. Tell us a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up at, and what San Diego means to you. San Diego means a lot to me. That's all I know. I was born and raised here, you know. I grew up in Emerald Hills, you know. I was a kid on the block playing football and further up formed a gang, you know, the Buddy Boys. My boy Tim Patrick put together and the whole hills came together, you know. So it was gang banging as a teenager for him, you know what I mean? You know, gang banging comes jail, you know, after a while, you know, drug dealing, you know, a long life of violations and probation officers and everything, you know. Until you, unless you get it right, it's gonna stay that way, you know what I mean? But yeah, I grew up in San Diego, California. I love the Chargers, you know, for life. You know, uh, there's a lot of good people out here, man. Now, now wait a second. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Chargers. That's right. When you mentioned the Chargers, mm -hmm. I'm a Charger fan, you're a Charger fan, mm -hmm. but that's real controversial. That still mm -hmm. burns a lot of people from Dago. Now, out here we have people that you are know, fans of real Dago, yeah. But, I don't mean to get off topic. <laughs> but how do you feel about them leaving us? Man, I, that hurt. It hurt bad. When I, was, I, was, I was in the feds when they first was talking about it and negotiating. Man, I used to be in there, but my stomach turned up, you know what I mean? Just turning, you know what I mean? It was, it was hard. It was a hard loss. Maybe one of the hardest in life I had took, you know what I'm saying? Believe me I, I know the feeling. It was, it was real sad, man. It, it felt was, like losing 10 fights in a row, and I ain't never did that, but that's what it felt man, like. Man, it felt bad, man. It was like a... 
or losing your girl. You know what I'm saying? Losing your been, girl. Been with for forty years. You know what I'm saying? It was it was sad. Huh? Woo! It was sad. Mm -hmm. So so that 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 hurt kind of deep. Yeah, I done lost. I would rather lose some of the girls. I done lost the team. You know I mean? <laughs> that was hard, man. And then everybody, you know, jumped jumped the ship. You know what I mean? Knowing they still like them. You know what I mean? But. I guess it's political correct, you know what I'm saying? Saying they left us, so they we leaving them. That's right. So we get off the charts. Yeah. They ain't playing that good this year. That's partially because they left us. Mm -hmm. But we're going to let them go. Right. We're going to get back on the back of the truck. Okay. The book that you wrote. Right. 1985, back of the truck. And my I noticed with, when I... I ride with Sagan Pen. <laughs> you ride with Sagan Pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Now, it talks about your ride with Sagan Pen. So, was there something unique about Sagan Pen? Uh, man, he was just, I only met him, honestly, the two days before, the day before this, you know, I only knew him two days because he was out of, he, out of town. Me and his brother, his real tight friend, you know what I mean? And his brother asked him to give us a ride to the, to the park. So, we ended up going to the beach the day before that and then to the park the next day. You know, and then that's where all the, when the incident kicked off. So I only knew him for two days, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Whole life had been tied in with, you know what I mean, from this incident. I only really knew him for two days, so I didn't know him personally. But from what I see, he was a good guy. So being positive, granddaddy's church, you know what I mean? Uh, did martial arts, worked out. Basically, oh, so he was a martial artist? He's a martial artist, that's what he did. And yeah. I, I personally knew that because I knew him, mm -hmm. but that's one of the things that go into making this story very unique. Yeah, very. I won't say how. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to tell us in your own words, in some detail, much as you feel like telling us in, mm -hmm. what led up to the big incident. Oh, man. We had went to the park that day, like I said. You know, give us a ride to the park. And um, at the park, you know, it was blocked off. You know, anytime blacks kick it at the parks in San Diego in the 80s, it lasts for like three weeks, then they block it off. So so we, uh, you know, us on the back of the truck and stuff, we had drunk a few brews, smoked some weed, and we was on the way home, you know. And he and, uh, he got off on, make the left on 65th in Brooklyn, I mean in Broadway, going down to the wreck. When we was going down to the wreck, we see two cruisers, police cruisers out there. Uh, and, uh, and it was three three people. One was two men and a civilian. I mean, and a lady. Two men and a lady. And when they seen us, their whole face changed. They ran to the car and they jumped in the car. I was like, man, we about to get pulled over. You know what I'm saying? You know, so the night was going well. So hold on. Mm -hmm. So basically, you guys were driving. We was driving in the truck. We was in the back of it. The same truck that's right here on this cover. That's the same truck. Oh, the same exact truck on the cover? Yeah, that's the same original truck. And when you say their whole facial expressions changed, man. did they smile? Was it a good change? Was there anything yeah. sinister it about it? Like, it was like, there they go. People they were looking for, you know what I mean? So they were looking for somebody. Were they actually looking for somebody? They were actually looking for somebody. Somebody supposedly had pulled a gun. First, I heard that they put somebody had posted that snatched a purse. You know, this is right here afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, and we fit the description. We had golf hats on, and you know, back then we all looked, you know, like the same as far as they're concerned. Suspected gang members is what they had called us. Now the golf hats. What were the significance of that? Because I know that you said we had golf hats on. The golf hats came in all different colors. You know, golf hats was like linked to gang banging back in the '80s. You know, so they seen the golf hats. I don't know what I mean, and, and the people in the back of the truck, so they got right behind us, you know what I mean? We came down there, made a laugh, and they cut the lights on. Right and when we put in the church, it was church was going on at this time. 
And for those in the audience who didn't know, back then, depending on the colored golf hat you wore, people could tell whether you wore a crimp, a blood from Lincoln, from 5'9", from the coast, from neighborhood. They could tell what you were affiliated with based on your hat. And so <laughs> yeah. when he says they all had golf hats on, when the police saw those golf hats and whatever the colors of them were, what color were black. they? They all had on black golf hats. And so black golf hats, what did that signify? Uh, Bloods, you know what I'm saying, mainly. Emerald Hills, our colors were black and gray. So their colors were black and gray. A lot of people kind of wore the black uh, ones, the yeah. black ones. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people didn't wear the black ones with a lot of gray clothing unless mm -hmm. they were from Emerald Hills. Would that be accurate to say? That's pretty accurate. And so they could see you guys and they knew, okay, right off the top, they got on golf hats. We think they're gang members. Mm -hmm. They get excited. They're going after you. Mm -hmm. What happens from there? When we pull in the lot, they looked surprised, they looked real surprised that nobody tried to run, you know what I mean? But nobody had done nothing wrong. So that so they like the angle they was like somebody was gonna try to run, but when they seen it, they came up and asked for our IDs. Uh we were only 17, my homie Sean was only 15. We didn't have no ID back then. You know, only people that had IDs like was the driver and the passenger inside, you know. They gave me the ID. Brian Ross gave him the ID. Uh, some other guy in the back of the truck, Doc T, was 18, he gave him his ID. But they wanted cigars, you know. And cigar had him in his wallet and the rest in the book. That part right there, you know what I'm saying, you got to get out. So the, the rest of the incident <laughs> is in the book. Yeah. So cigar had him in his wallet. And if you want to know about the explosion that took place afterwards, <laughs> you want to know about the high drama that took place afterwards, you have to read this book back in the truck. My but, in addition to that incident, what else is in that book? Oh, how we grew up, uh, getting kicked out of school, you know, just starting out gang banging, you know, and uh, how I met his brother Sean, you know, and then how it leads up to a meeting Sagan for a ride that day. Uh, just how growing up in the hood, you know what I'm saying, the set. First chapter is called The Set, second chapter is called Lincoln High School. All that right there is like, Early banging, you know what I'm saying, molding what was gonna be, you know what I'm saying, and how things went. But like, you know, nobody had a criminal record or nothing when this book came out. I mean, when the uh, incident took place. So when they tried to paint us all as hardened criminals. It wasn't the case. <laughs> but but one thing that I know, and I think you'll agree, mm -hmm. is that when people decide to take the route of becoming gang members mm -hmm. are gang involved being in the streets mm -hmm. one of the things they're going to do is attend a lot of funerals and be in and out of jail would you say that's accurate that's very accurate <laughs> jail comes along with it you know what i mean, I mean even the, the crazy thing was back then they had some weights in jail so we see people come out of jail they'd be on swole everybody be like yeah he's fresh out and it, honestly back think about going to jail you know what i'm saying i mean i go to jail i get swole this is the sick thinking I had back then. When I go, if I do go to jail, I'm gonna get swole. You know what I mean? And that's all. Back then, you already had the long hair. So. <laughs> so that was crazy thoughts, man. It ended up happening, but man, that's no way to think, man. Jail is not for you. Trust me. Besides the record, you can get killed at any time. You know, anything can happen. Youngsters. <laughs> yeah, really, anything can happen. Uh, you see right here, right now in San Diego, a lot of things are going on in the street. You have a season of peace being asked for.
We have an urban entertainment industry that is on the rise. The only thing that could really put a damper on it is a lack of unity. Because before this interview, you and I were talking about how if you go to LA, you go to New York, you go to Texas, you go to Miami, any place where they have a really thriving urban entertainment industry, mm -hmm. what you're gonna see in that city is some unity. And you gave me some examples in LA, and I'll let you just give them to me again, and even in San Diego, of people working together and how that affects success and entertainment. Yeah, uh, people doing like, working together, Bloods and Crips, like YG and them up there, he works with the Crips on their album, so I've seen it down here. Like I was telling you, I said like Big June, he came and did a song with my homeboy Shake Bay. Uh, I've seen uh, Cricket, he makes the beats for all the bloods down here. So it's, it's, they work together because they realize that they have to, to get out of here, you know what I'm saying? And so, so now that people are starting together. to realize that more, yeah. so I've people seen are starting it. to work together more and, and, and things are starting to happen. I've seen it in San Diego, for sure. What, what do you feel the support level for San Diego entertainment? And I'm not just talking about Hip-hop. I'm talking about entertainment in San Diego in general. I'm talking about movies, books, plays. We all go to plays at some point or another. <laughs> uh, really, really fun, really entertainment theater. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been to some theater, you have to check out some of San Diego's theater scene because when you see live acting, it's a whole different level, mm -hmm. which... Actually, I haven't been, been in any place, but I'll be seeing like Medea and them on there, so I know that it's a sister, but our industry, man, I don't I don't see the support really, man, because they put it out there self, you know what I mean? And, and you gotta, you know, get somebody to, in LA, I mean, maybe in LA, but the support is not that good here. I mean, we have talented artists here, man. I know, I got like three or four homeboys that should be like mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Well-known names, but San Diego, it's still struggling to get their name out there, man, like that. Well, now, now I want to mention something when it comes to support out here in San Diego. I'm not going to continue to say this, mm -hmm. but at this point in time, mm -hmm. I can say that for a lot of people mm -hmm. in the San Diego area, mm -hmm. San Diego County, all the way from Santa Cedro through North County, mm -hmm. not just the city of San Diego, but in the whole San Diego area, in a lot of cases, they don't support because they don't know who we have. They don't know yeah, what they're yeah, doing. True, true. People are only getting the word out locally, so only people in different hoods know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like rather than us having one cohesive industry, in Oceanside, they may have an industry. In San Isidro, they may have an industry. In Southeast, they have an industry in different hoods. Mm -hmm. Emerald Hills are supporting Emerald Hills. Uh, the coast is supporting the coast. Neighborhoods support neighborhoods. You know, brand support brand. So everybody in these different neighborhoods, and the reason I named them uh, by gangs, Lincoln Park has a lot of rappers. They support each other. It's because, unfortunately, that's the way that people support a lot of times in San Diego, rather than just saying these are San Diego artists and let's get on. Mm -hmm. You know, like you'll see Snoop Dogg and the gang do something together. Right. If you go. Back to New York, you'll see people doing stuff together. You'll see people doing stuff together in Miami and Texas. You'll see people in New York that were fuming with each other, like Jay-Z and Nod, say, you know what? We from New York, let's come back together and do this, bruh. 
and they ain't on the game time, but they was really feuding with each other. I feel though that they feel like you know what I'm saying that they have to put it on the hood because if San Diego's not getting no push, if they tried that, you know what I mean, and they see some see, 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 see some success, you know what I mean, they be with it. But I mean, but San Diego, I mean, we have some good rappers and like Mitch. Mitch works hard. He works hard, you know, Mr. San Diego. But he tell he'll tell you. It's rough. And so when you say Mitch, you're talking about Mitchy Slick, right? right? Yeah, it's rough. I'll be watching him like, man. Yeah, he he moves out. You know, he go to OT and all that. He goes around. You know what I'm saying? But everybody can't do that. Himself. Yeah, everybody can't do that. And then I I think I, I you got uh, TC3 and TC4. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of music uh, that that's really starting to catch on. You hear about it on some different shows and stuff like that. San Diego has a lot of local shows like. Uh, coming here pretty soon, I'll be interviewing a lady named Sherry Ellie who does a show called Cut It, Roll It, Smoke It. Mm -hmm. uh, either I'll be interviewing or Pam will be interviewing her. But she does a show and there's just so many people doing so much stuff in San Diego. We have business people who are selling different products. We have models, actresses, and, and we okay. just have so much talent. And the only thing is the people need to know about the talent. That's why I started the Keep It Dago Facebook group. So that in San Diego, you can drop your stuff in the Keep It Dago Facebook group. Other people in the group will see it. I encourage you guys in the group to share when you see something good. And it's a way for us to get it out there. Mm -hmm. There are other platforms that are, are getting it out there too. Uh, we have a guy named Deshanti Jones, IQ Radio. He spins a lot of San Diego music. Okay. We have people like Tamara Hill that make movies right here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so we have the talent, we have the industry, but we have to start getting the word out about the industry. Okay. I remember when me and Deshante Jones interviewed, <coughs> we came up with, don't just play Dago, say Dago. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're playing Dago musically, you listen to it, you support like that, that's cool, but take it to another level and start saying they go start telling your friends and people, hey man, these are artists, man, listen to some of this, bump some of this, check out this movie. Right. Hey, they got a play going, man, it's gonna be some pretty good San Diego actors in there. Let's go check it out, let's check out some theater, or something different. Read this book, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. read this book, definitely read this book. Yeah, and that's, this should be a worldwide story, you know what I mean? If we had CNN back then or Facebook and all that, this would have been worldwide. This would have been all over. Biggest OJ case, you know what I mean? This, this was a serious case, man. Well, actually, back then, even though uh, we didn't have the internet and everything, this was a national case. This was, it was a, national a case, case that made the national Some, news, but somewhat. it wasn't as big as yeah, it could have been. Yeah, somewhat, you know what I mean? Because it's local. And for everybody else, we forgot about it real quick because it came out in the middle of the crack epidemic, you know? As soon as this was over, people was out serving and this and that, and you know what I mean? It was just like over with, as far as people remember, you know what I mean? But I, if I remember this incident correctly, and I'm certain I do, mm -hmm. after this incident happened, for a couple weeks, people wasn't just going back out there because oh, people nah, were it was, nervous. It was nervous. Man. This incident we was, spawned we, we, we a was lot of tension. Real nervous for police. Believe that. People were getting uh, 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 jacked up, pulled over. Man, you wouldn't believe. And then everything, anything we did after this, we were in the newspaper. The writers on the truck. 
It was like the riders on the back of the Scorpion truck pulled over for you. I mean, it was anything, man. It was on us. I don't know how, but anything we did, man, we was in the paper. It's crazy. <laughs> so this actually attached a stigma to you. Oh yeah, definitely. If you type my name up, you know, on certain Google or whatever, it'll come up rider on the back of the Scorpion truck. You know what I mean? That's a trip. Wow. Yeah. And that was 35 years ago, man. 35 years ago, still the rider on the truck. Thirty-five years ago, so I'm like, man, yeah. Let me tell my story about this. You know what I'm saying? Since they still telling me. Because you go on the internet, they got all kind of crazy stories, and and mostly all theirs is negative. You know what I mean? It's well, like, a lot of their story, the negative, they they go into his after. You know what I mean? Uh, after the incident and how he lived his life, it's just real negative. You know what I mean? They don't. They, the man was acquitted, but they made life miserable. You know. It's crazy for him. For all of us, they wanted to be really, well, I can't say all of them wanted that, but you know what I'm saying? The route we took, you know, no psychologists, you know what I mean? A lot of people have therapy for way lesser things, you know what I mean? These days, back then, we see uh, shootings, uh, some kid killed, we have to run and hide to, to things get resolved. That's traumatic, man. And some of the stuff that you're saying right now <laughs> may not resonate with our viewers. Yeah. Because they don't know exactly what this incident is. That's yes, right. But go read this book, Back in the Truck. 1985, Back in the Truck, My Ride with Sagan Penn. Check this out. Cedric D. Gregory. And when you check this out, you'll see why somebody could end up needing therapy for this thing. You can get it up. Barnes & Noble, bookbaby.com, and um, Amazon. Amazon.com, bookbaby, and Barnes & Noble. Well, now, hold on, man. Mm -hmm. You said Barnes & Noble, bookbaby.com. What if I'm right out here in San Diego and I just want to cast after you and suddenly get a book? Get How do I catch up with you? Hit me on my Facebook page, message me, cash at me, and you get the book no matter where you at. You get it in a couple days. Or if you're local, I'll bring it right to you. <laughs> so what's your Facebook page? Cedric Gregory. And my Instagram is uh, Rock 67 Shady Rock 67. Okay. So that's how people can catch up with you. That's right. And also, if you guys want to catch up with him, you want to hear some commentary, something he got to say about his book, previews of the book, you forget how to get it, anything, come to the Keep It Dago Facebook group. We got people posting stuff almost daily, different San Diego entertainers. Check out some of the San Diego entertainers, and you can go to the search, and you can look for Cedric Gregory. And you're going to find him right there in the Keep It Dago Facebook. Keep It Dago. So, uh, we're all about supporting San Diego's urban entertainers. This book is very entertaining. What I'd like to ask you right now, as you were writing this book, what were you thinking about? Like, what was the thought process that went into this? When I write this book, man, I, I go back back to the scene. It's, I see this vividly in my head, you know, as it's going on. All these years, I still s s picture exactly what I put in here, you know what I mean? And the, the way the life went for us, all the way up to here and after. It's got the aftermath in here, too. That's, you know what I'm saying? Of how things was and how right after, it's in the same year after the second trial, we were pulled over, set up. You know, it's a good book, man. I can't tell you too much, but get the book, 1985, Back in the Truck. You know, this is a memoir. Uh, life, life never was the same after that, man. Teenagers grew up real fast because of this incident, you know what So I'm if you guys are listening, this is an incident that changed his whole life.
He let you know it was severe enough where if it would have happened right now, they probably would have recommended that he went into therapy for it. For sure. <laughs> with no questions. So this is that type of book. It's a quick read. It's a good read. I recommend it. Like I said, I read it myself. He offered to give me the book. When he came to bring me the book, I said, I'm not going to take the book without paying you for it, bro. I'm going to support the Appreciate hustle. Appreciate the support. Appreciate it. And, and the reason I do that is because it is important to support the hustle of people. If you have the money, it's a friend of yours or whatever, don't just say, bro, let me get one. Just let me. <laughs> Man, support the hustle. You going to buy some music? Support the hustle. Whatever you're doing, this is Dago, man. We have to start supporting each other so that the rest of the world can discover what we have here and say, whoa, there's been a whole budding urban entertainment industry right there in, in, in the San Diego area the whole time. Like, wow. And this book is a part of that. Now, let me ask you, what do you have planned next? Because this was dynamic. What's next? This is like my memoir. Like I said, uh, next one's coming out is my autobiography next year, like August, September. I'm already halfway through it, you know. It's going to be a good one. It's going to call Mama's Boy. You know what I mean? It's going to tell my life story from like 1971 all the way up to, you know, where I finish at. <laughs> but yeah, get that. It's going to be good. This is, this is going to be in it. The story is going to be in it and much more. It's going to be a good book. That's my next one. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna have this story, but it's gonna have so much more. It's gonna have so much more. It's not gonna be, it's gonna have so much more. It's gonna be a good read too. It's gonna go right flow. You know, it's a, there's a lot of things that happened in my life. You know what I'm saying? These 53 years in San Diego, California. Southern California, all you guys out there, I'm telling you, just think of your life and write, write something about it. Shit, man. <laughs> my life right here has been something else. I love San Diego. Believe me, the palm trees and all that, the ocean, it's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> a lot more to it. A lot more to it, man. Now, the question that I have for you is, mm -hmm. you have done time before. You've been in prison. Yes, very much. You've been gang involved. Yes. But while you were in prison, something unique happened to change your worldview. Can you... Can you Tell us just a little bit about that. You told me it was important to you, so I want to bring it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Like I said, I've been to the county. I started county jail. I didn't go to juvenile hall, believe it or not. When I, but as soon as I turned 18, I went to county. Then I ended up, when I was 32, I made it to state prison. And I was in my 40s, 45, I made it to the feds. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Okay, in the year 2000, I, 1999, so 1999, I went to prison for the first time. And uh, when I get there, all the letters stopped and everything. Every day I'm looking for the member for a letter. And I'm like, man, and I'm like, man. And I had a celly, man, his name was Lamar Parks. And he's like, man, you don't need nothing but God. You don't need no letter, man. I'm like, what? And he said, all you need is Jesus, man, God. And after a while, the letters didn't come, man. So I started listening to him. He started, you know, telling me more and more. And then I said, hey, can you read me some of the stories I've been hearing about for you? You know, like Samson and Delilah and, you know, and he read me dad, you know, like King David. I'm like, wow. And up 2000 further on in that sentence, I got baptized in a big wash bucket in Adelano State Prison, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was cool. My life has changed, you know. And I was good when I got out, you know, for a little while. But I slipped back into the same behavior, but I knew more, you know what I'm saying? Unless you know God, uh, he's always with you, you know what I'm saying? So. And so that led up to you doing some things to help the youth, like. Yeah, I coach, coach in baseball. Football. My kids uh, pop, put them in Pop Warner, you know. And I did regular things, you know what I'm saying? To help the community, and that's good for the community. But, you know, 
when we live in this lifestyle so long, we slip right back into it, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna act like I was good from then on, because I end up doing violations, you know what I'm saying? And I end up, I end up maxing out doing violations, in like in 2004, but from 2004, say to 2008, I stayed out of trouble, you know? But like, like I said, we grew up uh, in this book, you know what I'm saying, to tell you how we were pushed up to, you know what I'm saying, to like, those dudes is hard because they was in that incident like that, this and that. And it's easy to get right back into the game, man. It was, it's hard. Kids, it's hard to, to get out. Once you get in, you know what I'm saying, it's always going to be something right there to bring you back, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. And violations and, and criminal records, psh, it's all for the birds, man. It's something that when you go up to California, it's like normal, you know what I'm saying? But shit, that's not normal. <laughs> and here's something I think that a lot of youngsters don't understand. What's that? Is part of being a gang member or being gang involved mm -hmm. is going back and forth to jail, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And attending a lot of funerals. Both. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? You got to be uh, involved in drugs and guns. You know what I'm saying? When it comes with drugs and guns, comes jail. You know what I mean? Because somebody's going to tell on you. Eventually, somebody's gonna tell. That's how it is these days. Somebody's gonna tell. <laughs> and the only reason I mention that because this book reflects some of that. Yes, it reflects a lot. You learn a lot in here. You learn how we started off in the gang. You know what I'm saying? How the gang even started, all the way up to the incident and, and all the jail that came afterwards. <laughs> Back in the truck, 1985, Sunday D. Gregory. So you're giving them some history. It gets it, and within history, the history. You're giving them a lesson about consequences. Yeah, basically. basically. And so the fact that you're mentioning the consequences is mm -hmm. not just a glorification, but you're giving some history, mm -hmm. some very interesting history. Yeah. And the lesson about consequences is a big deal. And we appreciate that at Keep It Dago. Sure, a lot of other people, a lot of parents appreciate that right, right. because that makes this definitely a book worth reading. Like I said, it's just a memoir basically on the incident, but it shows all the after effects, you know what I'm saying? All the shit that happened to us, you know what I mean? But the next one is gonna get a full in depth, whole autobiography, you know what I'm saying? But get this one to learn about that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What'd you say? Get them in order. Get them in order, man. Don't just wait for the next book now. Get these in order. Mm -hmm. Buy something now. <laughs> $20. Is there any $20? <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the people of Dago? Oh man, Dago, got the finest city in America, man. Just keep it that way, you know? Strive, never never give up on your dream. I'm 53 years old, and I'm just not coming out with a book from 35 years ago. And the thing is, everybody love it. You know what I'm saying, just loving it, you know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, I, you know, could've came out a long time ago. I don't know how close to that, I almost didn't make this book, man. You know, it came close to not even making the book. I'm like, man, I don't wanna hear it. Since it's been out, man, everybody's been eating it up, man. And I, and I feel good. I came out with that, you know, so I could contribute something, you know what I mean? Like, I like to contribute. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to tell the people of San Diego right now is, please buy the book, support Cedric Gregory, support other people in San Diego's urban entertainment industry, support each other. Like I said, join that Keep It Dago Facebook group. Go to Keep It Dago on YouTube. We have a Keep It Dago page on Facebook. Dago spelled D-A-Y-G-O. Uh, 
We have our website, keepindagle.com. And all of this is to promote San Diego's urban entertainment industry. What we'd like to do here is get everybody acquainted with the urban entertainers in San Diego so that we can start supporting our own and pushing them toward the top. Now at this point, I'm going to close the show. Keep grinding, keep it real, and always keep it Dago out. Thank <laughs> you.